All right, the newest addition to the UFC featherweight division, Jared Gordon. How's life right now, man? Uh, it's a little weird, you know. I live down here in Florida, so the uh, spikes in Corona have been rampant. Um, so I've been like dodging and weaving, you know. But um, so far it's been all right, you know. Uh, got all the training I needed to get in. Now it's just stay healthy, cut the weight, get over to Fight Island, and get my hand raised. With the spike in infections, you know what I mean? What are your views on this pandemic? Do you feel like people just got too crazy too quick? Um, I mean, during lockdown, they had it under control. The cases were really low, and Florida was like, like really laid back with their um, – their restrictions and when they open back up and stuff. So even before they open back up, people were going out, you know, going to the beach and, you know, doing what they wanted to do, started getting lazy with masks and stuff. Um, and then they opened and I think they were expecting a surge in, in cases once they reopened. So that was like normal, but then it like, you know, some we're seeing like 9,500 cases a day. Today, I think it was like 6,000, um, but it's going up, it's going down, it's going up, but it's it hasn't been less than 5,000 cases a day in like over a week. And they're also doing a lot of testing, so more testing, more cases, but there's definitely a crazy spread going on right now, and so it's been, it's been pretty nerve-wracking, and... Uh, like, you know, you feel like a tickle in your throat or you hear someone <laughs> cough a little. You're like, so, yeah, it's definitely been been crazy. But um, I got tested last week, actually, because I wasn't feeling well. And uh, I got three different tests at two different locations and they were all negative. And I got really sick, actually. I had a fever and I wasn't feeling well. So I, I was like, for sure, I got coronavirus. I got tested and I was negative, so I must have caught like a flu or something else. But uh, it's been scary, but making do and I'm almost there, so I think I'll be all right. Now, you know, this year has been a, a somewhat of a adjustment period for you, a lot of adapting, right? You had the fight for San Diego, then, then they switched it to Jacksonville, and then you had a couple opponents turn you down. Then the whole time the pandemic's going on, was there... Was it frustrating for you at times or did you just have a, like a go with the flow attitude? Yeah. I mean, I got frustrated here and there, but you know, I, like at this point in time, can't really blame anyone for not being able to fight or not being ready. And, um, you know, it didn't work out for May, but I think it's cool that I'm going to fight Island. So, um, I think everything happens for a reason, so I'm kind of I'm feeling pretty good about it. You know, your first five fights were at lightweight in the UFC. You know, I, I've heard that you've been contemplating dropping to 145 a few fights back. Uh, do you ever dwell on that, you know, that decision of not dropping down as fast? Um, so my first UFC fight was at 45, but I missed weight. So they had me move up. Um, you know, I had some ups and downs at lightweight. And I moved, I moved to Milwaukee. I'm from Queens, New York. When I moved to Milwaukee, my plan was to go to 45. The UFC was going to let me go down, but Duke, uh, Rufus, 
didn't want me cutting all the weight. So I stayed at 55 and, um, I feel like at, at 55, you know, everyone's always bigger than me. Every time I get in the cage at 55, guys are taller, longer, heavier. Um, and when I'm, when I'm better, I win because I could out technique them. But once guys start getting really big and also really technically good, it starts to get hard to find the advantages, you know, and like, where can I win this fight? How can I win this fight? So, um, I'm happy I'm going down and I truly believe that this is where, you know, the weight classes that I should have been in this whole time. Um, so here I am. Definitely. Well, you know, in the first half of this year, what adjustments have you made like to your diet or even to your exercise to, you know, be comfortable at featherweight after being at lightweight for so long? So at 55, like super easy for me to make weight. You know, I, I started dieting like three weeks before the fight, you know, and I cut a couple pounds and then I get to a point where all I have to do is cut some water and, you know, I make 55 easily. 45 is a stretch. So, you know, I had to start dieting way earlier, um, get my weight down to a lower walk around weight so that the cut from there is easy instead of being like drawn out and like trying to cut a huge amount of weight in a short amount of time. Like if I was cutting from 85 and I had eight weeks, that would be really tough. But, you know, if I get to 170, 168, and then over the course of eight weeks, cut that weight, you know, I'm able to get to a low enough weight where the water cut is smooth also. So really just have to be more strict for a longer period of time. And, um, you know, my work ethic is always the same. I'm burning enough calories. It's just, it's all about the diet. So, um, for this one, you know, I, I mean, I, I've been in fight camp for like 12 weeks. So, you know, I started camp at a low enough weight where I feel comfortable going into fight week and just cutting some water weight and getting to 45. Also the environment, right? Of Florida, the humidity, it probably makes it easier for you to kind of keep your weight low, right? Yeah. You know, like the whole vibe in Florida, everybody's shirtless mm. on the beach. <laughs> they don't want to be walking around looking like a slob anyways. So it's kind of just like the lifestyle here, you know? Yeah. But yeah, training in 95 degree weather mm. definitely helps when, you know, our gym's wide open and super humid. So, you know, as soon as you get on the mat, you're sweating. But, uh, and when you're running outside, you're just dripping sweat. So it's definitely helped. And, um, I think it's also getting me ready for fight Island, you know, 120 mm. degree weather over there and super humid. So at least I'll get a look at what it's like to train in the heat and, um, you know, acclimate to that feeling. Dana White, he posted a picture of uh, an, an octagon that's being built on the sand. And it looks like that's not going to be the, the, the one that you're going to fight in. But it looks like they put it out there just for looks. But I think you can train in there. Would you go out there in the sand on that, in that octagon and train a little bit? Do you think you'll do that? I mean, I guess if I had the opportunity <laughs> to get out there, break, break a good sweat. Um, yeah, why not? You know, but uh, that's definitely not where we're fighting. But. Uh, yeah. I think that's more for like open workouts and, you know, some media stuff, but, uh, 
Uh, yeah, I'm excited to go, man, and see the whole. I was actually there in Abu Dhabi in September last September. Oh yeah. For Paul Felder and Bilal Muhammad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I already know the lay of the land. It's on the same island we were on, so I know what to expect. So, uh, you know, kind of just going back to a familiar place. Definitely. Now, your opponent, Chris Fishgold, he's one and two in the UFC. Uh, fought some high-level guys at featherweight. You know, what is your analysis of his skill set? Uh, I think, you know, he's he's in the UFC. He's good. He's got a good record. Uh, he's fought some tough guys. Uh, stylistically, I think it matches up perfectly. With my style, I think, you know, I'm just a bigger, better, uh, more polished version of him, in a sense. Um, you know, he, his resume shows that he's a grappler, and I think my style of ground and pound is perfect for for that kind of style of fight anyway. So um, I think I match up perfectly with him, and I'm going to go to Abu Dhabi, get my hand raised, come home with the win. You don't expect yourself to stay a couple more weeks, maybe hop in there again one more time. You don't you don't see that happening. Man, that's what I was thinking, you know. Like I'm mm. not looking past Chris obviously, but uh mm. you know, get my hand raised fast, come out uninjured, keep me quarantined over there, mm. make you know, get another paycheck. I would definitely do it. Your opponent, he's been out of competition for more than a year. Are are you a believer in ring rust or do you feel like it's just something that's mental? Um, you know, he's got a lot of experience. Um, ring rust is, I think it's all relative to your mindset. Um, he's a professional He trains. I'm sure he trains year round. So no, I mean, I wouldn't say that that's a, a big factor. Um, could help. Yeah. But I'm not really looking into that as like a, as a, as a way to win, you know, expecting him to not be ready. I'm sure he's going to be ready. I saw on your phone, you know, you on Instagram, you posted a, you know, something on your phone of your sc- or screensaver as a photo of your last fight against Charles Oliveira. Uh, how much does uh, visual reminders play into, like, f- mentally focusing on the fight and, and moving forward? Well, you know, every time I look at my phone, I have to get reminded of how Charles... You know, finish me off, and um, it sounded weird, but you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, like every time I'm feeling lazy, um, I don't want to work out, I don't want to eat properly, I don't want to go running. You know, I take a look at my phone. I don't want that to happen again. So it's just a daily, well, more than daily. It's all day long looking at my phone. Mm-hmm. So. It's a way for sorry. It's a way for me to, you know, keep everything up front and keep that goal in mind and uh, keep everything up front with, uh, you know, my goals and what I want to accomplish. You made the move to Florida after your last fight. You know, you you're training down at Sanford MMA. I saw something where you were saying that the style of training it fits you well down there. What exactly does that environment bring out of you? Uh, it's very. Um, I mean, obviously, Henry, great kickboxing coach. So we get a huge striking look, obviously, nonstop all week. We're working on our striking. But we're also super heavy in the grappling. We grapple probably every day. So, I mean, um, you know, Rufus Sport was is a, known as a kickboxing gym. And 
I feel like too much emphasis for me, at least, was on the kickboxing when I was there. And it kind of got me away from the basics and what I'm good at, which is grappling. And that's what I should be doing. I should be grappling every day. And um, that's how I'm going to get my hand raised. So, you know, I'm never going to be Anthony Pettis. You know, I'm never going to be certain, you know, style of striker. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a, uh, ground and pound guy and that's what I should be focusing on so and Henry's style of kickboxing is perfect for setting up takedowns so I think it's just fit me more the uh, the the bodies in the room are all heavy grapplers and I get a really good grappling look so I think it just fit, fits me more here the style, the, the way they train grueling hard, like you said, burning hot, humid sessions. And, uh, you know, that's how I fight. So I need to be in that kind of fire every day. One thing that I'm curious about is when you're in that environment, it's hot, everybody's sweaty, everybody's slippery, right? And then you're trying to go for submissions. When you practice the submissions in that slippery environment, do you think that has a big benefit for you? inside the cage you know when you when it is like the third round or the second round and everybody's just slippery as hell oh yeah definitely i mean you know blood and sweat vaseline you're you're fighting uh you get that real feel for what a fight's like and how uncontrollable mma can be at times so you know you get used to training like that and when you go to fight and you come and you have that same feeling or this guy's slippery as hell you know at least you're ready for that kind of feel so it's definitely it's definitely been helping me a lot the, the stable of uh featherweights and lightweights at sanford it's just crazy you know the and, and you mentioned the the grapple heavy uh you got like uh uh herbert burns you know i've seen you training with him and uh are those is he like the main training partner for you who else is there for you that you can work with on a daily basis Herbert, uh, yeah, he's been huge. Uh, I helped him with his play, and he's been helping me a lot. We're drilling a lot together. We're, uh, you know, working on certain things together. And, you know, there's tons of other guys. Uh, you know, I, I train a lot with Gilbert. I train a lot with uh, Logan Storley. Uh, there's some other guys on the regional circuit that are also, you know, heavy grapplers. Uh, Michael Chandler's in there. Adam Borix. Um a ton of guys my size uh, with the same kind of look that I need, you know, high-level MMA feel. And uh, so, yeah, every day is – you never get an easy round in there, you know. It's been, it's been great. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, now, with this fight, you know, against Fishgold, it seems like you, you're expecting to go to the ground and use some of that patented ground and pound. But do you kind of feel like maybe I, I might be able to, you know, play on the feet a little bit more too? Yeah, I mean, I have more KOs than I do anything. Mm. Um, but that's just how fights happen, you know. Um, I do expect it to go to the ground for sure. But, yeah, I know I'm the better striker also. And, you know, I know I have knockout power in my feet and in my hands. So, um, yeah, I expect to hit him when I'm standing for sure. And if it keeps going my way, standing, then, yeah, I'll keep it there. If I could finish a fight anywhere, I'll finish it wherever wherever it goes. But, um, 
I definitely think we're going to end up on the ground. Um, but yeah, I don't mind going in there and keeping it standing, taking the guy down, you know, making him work, pushing him against the cage. However it goes, you know, I'm ready for it. In Abu Dhabi, cardio is going to be the biggest factor in there, you know, with that heat and everything, you know, the environment and everything that's going on. So, yeah, it's like who can last the longest in, in many ways in these fights coming up. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I fought five rounds in Mexico City before. Wow. Uh, early on in my career, I fought four rounds on the Dana White looking for a fight show. Um, I've had a bunch of fights, a couple of fights go to decision. So, I mean, I know what it's like to be in there and, you know, be tired, and but still have to push the pace, you know. And I fought guys in, you know, three-round fights that have a lot of experience uh in their hometown so i mean i'm ready for however long the fight goes my cardio is going to be fine and uh i just can't wait to get in there all right uh, a big uh story you know coming out of sanford is of course Usman versus burns you know it was it was it kind of awkward for you you know going in there and and having this thing go on right you know you know the to the lead up to that fight where before they actually decided that they're going to put the fight together no, not really. I mean, everyone was really cool about it. And for them, I think they know it's just business. So there was never hostility or anything weird like that. You know, the coaches aren't getting in between anybody. So, no, I didn't feel that at all. And I don't think any of the other teammates felt that either. It was a pretty smooth transition. And, you know, Usman went to Trevor Whitman's. Gilbert's been over here. And um, for them, it's all about, you know, further in their career and fighting and getting paid and, and, uh, you know, just, it's all about business, you know, and that's what they're about. And that's what everyone on the team's about. So it was pretty smooth transition. It's a prime example of how professional Sanford MMA is, you know what I mean? And the coaches and, and every, and all the fighters involved there. Uh, I love that. I love that you guys could both be fighting for a title. You know, two teammates could be fighting for a title and not have that craziness like, you know, some other gyms out there. Yeah, for sure. Like, I always think about how Rory McDonald, you know, never would fight GSP. And mm -hmm. in my mind, I'm like, does GSP really give a fuck about you? Mm -hmm. You know, like, so I think you got to just do what's best for you and your family and your livelihood and you know, business is business. So I think it's just, you know, if you're a fighter and this is what you do, then then you're going to fight. And that's the bottom line. And also Henry Hoof, he wins out of this the most because he's kind of built both those guys from the ground up since the Black Zillion days. And uh, yeah, and I hope people start to give him a little bit more credit. Yeah, Henry's been, been great uh, for, throughout this whole situation. He said from the beginning he's not going to, He's not picking sides. He's not cornering anyone. None of the main coaches in the gym are cornering anyone. Mm -hmm. So, you know, everyone got their own corners and they're going to go out there and do what they do. And then and that's it. But Henry definitely deserves some credit where it's due, you know, not picking sides where we've seen coaches in the past, you know, pick sides with certain fighters over their own fighters. Mm -hmm. And um, I think th uh, the coaches definitely made the right decision on this one. Yeah, much respect to the coaches out there, man. Phenomenal job they've been doing for the past few years. Um, anyways, July 15th, UFC Fight Island, Yas Island, Abu Dhabi. 
Jared, thank you so much for the time. Good luck on the fight. Be safe. And uh, yeah, we'll see you on TV. All right, brother. Thank you. I appreciate it.